0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Be sure and say this with us when we kick off the class, because we're not just doing it to, because it's you know a habit, we're doing it to release faith. We want to get the most out of our time together. We, we don't want to get halfway through and then decide, okay, now we're going to start getting something. Let's get something from the very beginning. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom and let's lay hold of it today. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've already given us, all you've already said to us and shown us. And you know What's the most needed, most relevant, pertinent things to see today? We ask for those and we ask for the heart that can discern it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look again, please, in Mark 9 as we continue our study in what we're calling Faith for Healing, taking one by one these individual accounts of healing in the ministry of Jesus. And we there, you know, there are different things emphasized on each one of them. A lot of similarities, but then you'll see the Spirit of God emphasizing a thing more in one than another. So what's He emphasizing to us in this one, this 13th in our study, the healing of this uh, so-called lunatic boy? Well, let's read it again, Mark 9, verse 14. It said, uh, when Jesus came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. So a big crowd had gathered around this situation of the man bringing his son and then the disciples failing to get him delivered. The scribes then questioning with them. They had shown up and actually, I guess, reveling in the disciples' failure and endeavoring to make them look bad to the people. Uh, There was a number of things going on. Jesus asked the scribes, What question you with them? One of the multitude answered, Master, I brought to you my son, which has a dumb spirit. Wherever he takes him, he tears him or dashes him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, and they could not. He answered him, said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came to him? He said, Of a child. And oft times it's cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, and actually the construction is such that the next phrase is, all things are possible to him that believes. And and I believe he's not so much asking him, if you can believe, because You can believe. Anybody can believe if they'll choose to. The emphasis was on the if you can. Jesus is repeating his words back to him. And you see another great revelation. The man was not previously taking any responsibility for the outcome of this. He brought him to Jesus and couldn't find Jesus, so he, gave. you know, said to the disciples, you know, help us. And so they rebuked and bound and and did what they did and nothing happened. And so then when Jesus shows up, he he ends up by saying, well, if you can do something, they couldn't, but if you can, if you can have compassion on us, help us. And Jesus says, if you can, (laughs) it's not a matter of if I can. Even the disciples, if they could, they could, but they didn't. And then he says, all things are possible to him that believes. Come on, say it out loud. All things are possible, things are possible to him that believes. Say it again. Let's say it together. All things are possible to him that believes. What's possible? Things that You were told were impossible Mm -hmm. are actually possible, not for everybody, but to those that believe, that'll have faith. And so we see Jesus pointing out that the father has some responsibility here. Can you see he's trying to put the responsibility for the outcome of his boy's situation totally in Jesus' hands, Mm -hmm. if you can. Can you see that? Yes. Jesus, you know, the disciples couldn't do anything, but if you can, have compa- help us. And Jesus turns right around and hands it back to him. Can you see that? And he says, what do you mean if you can? If you can. Cause why? Because it's always been God's will. It's always been within God's power. Jesus is just as anointed now as he was yesterday, just as authorized now as he was before, right? None of that's changed. What do you mean, if you can? If you can, it's not the issue, right? If God can, it's not the issue. Can the power do it? Never the issue. God's will's not the issue. It hadn't changed. So the man tries to give it all to Jesus, and the Lord turns around and says, if you can... All things are possible to those that believe. And when he said that, that must have hit that man strongly. Because what does it say? Straightway, the father of the child cried out with tears. So, I mean, this the words of Jesus went right through him, didn't they? And he got a revelation he hadn't had before. He, he, he's trying to make it all about what the disciples could or couldn't do. He's trying to make it all about what Jesus can and can't do. And when the Lord says, what do you mean if you can? All things are possible to him that believes. And when that hit that man, he just a response out of his spirit. He said, I believe. Help my own belief. I believe. And here's good news. The man was not what we'd call a spiritual giant. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He wasn't somebody that had it all together before he got to Jesus. He's learning and growing. And even at this point, when he responds correctly, he still indicates he's having some struggle. Right? Because he says, I believe. Help my unbelief. And here is good news. Did the boy get delivered or not? Yes. Huh? <laughs> Here's good news. Faith is of the heart. Not the head. Didn't Romans 10 says. For with the heart. Man believes. Is your heart different from your head? It is Proverbs 3 says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not. To your own Understanding, got to be different. Mm-hmm. I said, they got to be different, you, your heart and your head. Here's wonderful news. Faith will work in your heart with thoughts of doubt in your head. You. Hallelujah. You. Hallelujah. You. That's worth you coming to class today for. Yes. Right? Yes. Will it or not? Yes. Did it work with him or not? Yes. Did the Lord look at him and say, no, no, you got something going on in your head. We can't work with this. <laughs> huh? Because <laughs> the man admitted, didn't he? He admitted. So what does it he mean? Help my unbelief. What does he mean by that? He did not mean assist my doubt. <laughs> help, help my doubt get stronger. What's he saying? Help me deal with. With this, I believe help my unbelief. What, what is unbelief? Uh, hold hold your, your place here and go over to uh, Romans, the fourth chapter. There's, you know there's a couple of words used in describing these things. One is uh, unbelief. We've seen it repeatedly. And then also there's the word doubt, doubt. And there are different words in the the Greek language that this was translated from. And um, oftentimes the word unbelief means, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, unbelief means lack of uh, faith, an absence of, a lack of faith. Whereas uh, the word doubt, and there are more than one word, I'm just giving a general thing. The word doubt can have to do with double-mindedness. Even the word doubt is similar to duo. And duo is, is double or two. Two. And you remember the Lord said on one occasion through the prophet, how long do you halt between two opinions? Right? If the Lord, if God is the Lord, serve him. If Baal's God, serve him. But you got to get off the fence. Right? Get off the fence. Make up your mind. Quit being duo. When uh, Jesus walked on the water and the disciples saw him, and Peter said, If that's you, bid me come. And he said, Well, come on. And Peter got out of the boat, started to walk on the water. And yet he got to looking at the wind and waves and started sinking and said, Lord, help me and reached out. And the Lord grabbed him. And what he said to him, why'd you doubt? And that's that word duo. Why did you uh, duo? And what was he duoing about? There's Jesus, he says, come, there's the wind and waves, (laughs) right? That Jesus, he said, come. He's still saying, I'm still here. Come on. And, but there's the wind and the waves. But there's Jesus, but there's the wind and the waves. That's doubting. Can you see that? Yes. And uh, what was going on with the man? Well, see, they have lived with this tormenting situation with his boy for years now. This Since he was a child. And now he's not a child. And so you You learn to tolerate things, you learn to put up with things. and um, if something has been a part of your life for a long time, you know, the walking by sight is so strong, and the tendency is to expect it to be the same tomorrow as it has been the last many, 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 many days. And so, when the Lord says, what do you mean, if I can? All things are possible to him that believes. When the Lord said that to him, it hit him like a, like a, a blowing wind that they can have a miracle here today. Come on, can you see that? It, it hit him. What's he saying? All things are possible. What does that mean? It's possible for my boy to get free totally be free, not have this again. It's possible. And then his mind jumps in and goes, yeah, but they've prayed and they've tried and all this. Can you see that? And so you got this, you got to shut down the voice of doubt. You got to shut down the voice of questioning and what if and what about and walking by sight. And so What you do is you make a decision in your heart that no matter what's coming against you out here, I'm not moved by that. I know it's there. I know it's there. But I have decided this is what I believe. And he must have been able to do that because they got the result. They got the result. Let me say it again. Faith is of the heart, not the head. And faith will work in your heart with thoughts of doubt pestering your head faith will still work in your heart when you make that decision no I don't care what I'm hearing and what's trying to mess with me because the enemy will try to bother you and say well no if a thought any contrary thought ever crossed your mind well then that's it you're wavering you you won't get a thing he's a liar he's a trickster it's not so because he's the one going to keep on bringing that stuff, trying to distract you, but you don't choose that. You know it's there, you, but every time it tries to pull you away, you go, no, no, no. Don't you remember the scripture said, casting down imaginations, right? And bringing into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. no. You, you, you just grab it and go, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, that's not right. I believe. A lot of times you need to keep saying, uh-uh, I believe. Amen. Nope, yeah. nope, I believe. Nope, I'm convinced. Nope, I'm persuaded. Can you say amen? amen. In the fourth chapter of uh, Romans, it talks about Abraham who's called the father of faith and whom we're told that we're to walk in the same steps of faith, just like he did. And it said when God told him that he would be the father of many nations and actually renamed him and called him that before he ever looked that way or felt that way or had any evidence that that would be so. Verse 18 said against hope, Abraham believed in hope. Now the word hope we'd call expectation today. Against expectation, he had no reason to expect to be a father, much less a father of many nations, at his age and Sarah at her age. And Sarah couldn't conceive when she's young. He had no reason in the natural to expect something to happen. And yet, he expected anyway. <laughs> Against hope, believed in expectation, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith. Now, I'm elaborating on what this man said to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. What does he need help in? Jesus said, excuse me, the Spirit of God through here said that Abraham was not weak in faith. So he got to a place where he didn't need help. <laughs> he got to a place where he settled. And he did it by considering not his own body. Hmm? And he did it by when he is about 100 years old, neither, in other words, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He had to decide which one to look at. Right? You got what the Lord told him. I've made you the father of many nations. Whether you see it or feel it or don't, that's what it is. Or every morning he gets up, he's still old. Right? (laughs) And Sarah's old. And they don't look like anybody. That's going to father or conceive. Or carry or have a child. So what did he have to do? He had to stop. Looking. At his body. Class, are you with me or not. He had to stop talking about. How she was barren. And how she's old. And how she's gone through the change. He had to quit. If anybody tried to talk to him about it. He said we ain't considering that. Can you see that? Yes. He wasn't saying it wasn't there. He's not denying its existence. He just saw how did he stop being weak in faith. Now, you've got to remember, Abraham and Sarah didn't start off strong in faith. Right? Both of them had a really rocky start in this deal. You know, when God told Abram that he was going to have a child, you know, uh, and, and through Sarah... He said, Lord, you know, we got Ishmael. (laughs) Let Ishmael live before he." He's thinking, really? (laughs) And then, you know, when when the angel of the Lord showed up and and said, Sarah's going to bear a child about this time next year. And Sarah broke out and laughed right in the tent to herself. She thought that was crazy funny. Right? (laughs) And so much so that the angel of the Lord said, "Why would you laugh?" And man, she got scared. She said, "I didn't laugh." He said, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> Does that sound like strong faith to you? That's nah, a rocky start, but both of them wind up with their own verses in Hebrews 11, the great famous Hall of Fame of faith. Both of them, both of them got their own verses. When you got your verse, your own verse, in (laughs) Hebrews 11, you ain't playing. You a faith man, isn't that right? You a faith woman. Who can deny that? How'd they get there, class? Come on, help me out. They started off rocky. And it took years, years. But how'd they get there? We're told right here. Are you there in verse 19? Are you there? How did Abram quit being weak in faith? He said cons- out loud, like he, he, he considered not. He considered not. What does that mean, he considered not? He won't, he won't talk about it. Huh? He won't meditate on it. He won't listen to you talk about it. Come on, can y'all see this? He's not denying that it's there. He's not pretending. He just knows, I can't believe both. Right? And if I try, what am I going to do? Duo. Duo. I'm going to waver. Is that a problem? Major problem. Right? If you're undecided in your heart, that's what James talks about. If you're wavering, you'll be unstable and you'll be double-minded and unstable and you won't receive anything. We don't want to do that. And that's not a matter of having made the decision in your heart and having thoughts con- continue to try to bother your head. We're not talking about that. That's you're still undecided in your heart. Half the time you're thinking this, and other times you think, well, yeah, but, and you, Jesus, but, wind and waves, <laughs> right? <laughs> wind and waves, but Jesus, but wind and waves. How many understand? You can't do that indefinitely one of them's gonna win out. Right? With Peter, which one won out? Come on, help me out. Which one? Wind and waves. One out. Over Jesus and come. <laughs> we got no rocks to throw. We've all we've all messed up. Right? It ain't reasonable. But it has happened too many times. You won't be able to do this, you know, indefinitely. You'll settle somewhere. And the tendency is to settle on what's real to the senses. Because to most people, what they see and feel is more real than God that they don't see and feel. But that's the wrong choice. That's how you miss your miracle. And so uh, Abram is in the book. (laughs) Did they get that child? Did they get that miracle? They got it. How'd they get it? We're told how they got it. They quit considering the opposition. They quit considering the contradiction. They quit considering the things they saw and felt that were telling them it can't be. They had to make the decision, I'm not looking at that anymore. Hmm? I mean, once you know what the problem is, once you know what's wrong, How much more do you need to talk about it? Hmm? You don't. Because just like faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing too. You keep hearing about the problem, it's going to feed your fear. And your fear is going to get stronger. And it will win out over your faith. You can't do both. Right? You can't talk about your bills all day. And how bad the economy is. And how badly you need the money and how much you need. You can't do that and stay in faith about your needs being met. Y'all with me? You can't talk about how bad your marriage is. And about how crazy your spouse is. Right? And about all their mistakes and all the problems. You can't talk about that night and day and be in faith about a miracle in your relationship. You can't. You can't. You got to make the right choice. Abraham made the right choice. Right? Amen. Peter made the wrong choice. <laughs> Winning ways? Jesus. He picked the wrong one. Uh, Abram's got my body, Sarah's body, what God said. Yeah, but I'm old. Yeah, but God said. Yeah, but she's old. Yeah, but God said. Yeah, but, and finally one day he said, forget it. I don't want to hear anymore. About how old I am. (laughs) Come on class. Are y'all with me or not? That's it. We're not talking about it anymore. I know I'm old. I'm not dumb. But that's got nothing to do with what God said. God said this. Verse 20. He staggered not. That's the same word as waver. He, He wavered not at the promise of God. Well, what would... He have wavered between, we just got through reading it, his body and her body and his age and her age and her being barren when she was young. That's what he would have wavered between. But he wavered not at the promise of God through unbelief. I'm elaborating on what the man says, help my unbelief. Help him with what? What he needed help with is he needs to cut off considering the other thing. Hmm? When, to get in faith, there's you have to consider him, you have to keep your eyes on him, you have to keep thinking about what he said, and you have to stop thinking about what contradicts him. You've got to stop looking. It's what's telling you it can't happen, and it can't You got to stop talking about it. Stop considering it. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith. Somebody somebody like that phrase beside me. Strong in faith. And that gave glory to God. He was giving glory to God. What he was doing was giving glory to God and being what? Fully Fully persuaded. Hallelujah. He got to the point where he, he wasn't saying, I believe. Help my unbelief. He was just saying, I'm fully persuaded. No unbelief. No alternative. No what if it doesn't work. No consideration of anything else. Only what he said. I am fully persuaded that what God told me is true, is happening, will happen. End of story. Period. Done. Finished. Don't want to hear it. (laughs) Right? Right? Don't want to hear anything else. Somebody say, fully persuaded, fully persuaded, fully persuaded. And our time's up again today. Say it out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith, I do. I'm strong in faith, <clears throat> giving glory to God. Hallelujah. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School.